Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. On today's show, we're going to be going over the upcoming ability changes that Bungie will be deploying on December 7th with the 30th anniversary patch. We'll have our thoughts about it, positive, negative, everything in between. Potentially, if we have any thoughts as to what this might be leading to with the release of Witch Queen and the upcoming Light Class 3.0 changes... But that you know, we'll get to it as it's appearing, and as we're talking about this throughout the uh, entirety of this recording, I might hold off on my comments till the end. Though I wrote about two pages of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you're like, oh shit, I should leave now. All right, I'm Outrider, and I'm joined by Benji Bacon. <laughs> Boys, how you doing? How is everything tired. going? I'm very yeah. tired. I know that feeling. I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> so, yeah. very tired. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon, we, got a, we got the cat. We got the cat right. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. And uh, we got our new toy. She is going so hard with that fucking toy. It sounds like a real mouse thing. You guys, yesterday, it sounds like a real mouse. Mm-hmm. We woke up. We woke up a couple of times because she was going nuts. <laughs> but it was a, it was it's so nice to see just like a living life another one just around like running around yeah that's so, that's all cute would you would you like a uh, two bulldogs and a three-year-old i mean then you could really have all sorts of life <laughs> running around your house. Yeah. i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna punch all of them so i don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god no no, no. Because uh, I was like, gonna oh. say, I, I, I could use some, I, I could use some better sleep, <laughs> because uh, Palpatine oh. has decided to learn how to crawl out of her confine, her containment bed, i.e., the crib. I watched her do it. She scales <laughs> the thing like a ninja, dude. When she's coming down the other side, she just doesn't let go and fall to the ground, which you know, then she might fall on her butt. No, no, no. she throws her legs over the side, but as she's doing that, she takes her one foot and plants it flat to one of the slats on the on the, the crib and uses that as a brace herself, and she slowly lowers herself down. So all she does is drop like three <laughs> inches to the ground. I'm like, oh, we're so fucked. <laughs> we're so fucked. Full mobility has been achieved in the house. Oh, no. No, now there's going to be in the middle of the night, the bedroom door getting thrown open and somebody jumping into bed with us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be bacon this time. Anyways, the. What do you mean this time? That ain't going to stop me, dude. It's going to be a change up a little bit. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Just lay off the, the Taco Bell before you jump into bed next time. I can't handle that. Anyways. The uh, it made it easier to enter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> on December 7th, which from the time the TWAB came out, that was 19 days ago. When you get this live, it's going to be less than that. We're looking at just over two weeks. Actually, just under two weeks at that point. And these big changes will be hitting. We already talked about stuff happening with weapons last week. Some of that was kind of positive, and I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. 
this is the one that we we call these things band-aid rippers i think this is one i think this qualifies for at least for me uh kevin yanez introduces this is a big big change that they're one of their initiatives you're going to hear about today is an adjustment to ability regeneration as a whole and refocusing of Crucible gameplay on weapons. A lot of these changes do only affect the Crucible for now. Yep. It says the team has touched almost every piece of ability content with this release, and he's fairly convinced this will be our biggest balance patch ever. Oh, no shit. This is huge. I'm going to flat out say this. Uh, this is an enormous amount of changes coming in a mid-season sandbox tuning. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They, the people have said for quite a while, Crucible's been largely dominated by ability usage. Weapons uh, abilities are firing off too frequently, too much potency, and too little investment. I guess that means what you have to do to refresh said abilities. So they do say, while Destiny is a game about space magic, any adjustments to our abilities must be made with care. They believe these changes will be, will have made, will keep the heart of what makes Destiny abilities fun intact while shaving down some of the excessive cases we've seen out there. He says that he hopes that the 30th anniversary shakes up the sandbox in new ways and gets you excited for even more changes to come with the Witch Queen. The team's likely going to go head down for a bit as we have Solar and Arc 3.0 alongside of insanely cool initiatives. The team takes player feedback seriously as Destiny players blah, 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 blah. Eric Smith takes over in the next part. <laughs> no, no, that's just the that's, that's, no, that's <laughs> typical, that's a typical boilerplate thing. And once you get to, yeah, we, yeah. we're listening. Add a little trademark to the end of it. We know that they're listening. And then it's the, the boilerplate. You know, um, hey, the, this is to yeah. We we know this is going to hurt guys, but just trust us. Well, all right. Eric Smith taking over. He says, in the 30th anniversary, we've changed the way ability cooldowns work. Up until now, cooldowns across individual... Up Damn until right. now, cooldowns... Yes, up until now, cooldowns across individual <laughs> ability types, grenade, melee, class, and super, have generally been identical between all abilities of the same type. And this is true. This is mm -hmm. true. If you have, like, a tier 3 or, or level 3 um, discipline score on your hunter, your titan, and your warlock, regardless of what subclass, except stasis... It's the same time that it takes to cool down that ability, that grenade ability, or that, you know, class ability, or the melee ability. It's true. There's a flat thing for this. And what they're getting at here is they're now going to adjust each of these things separately. And it's basically based on potency and extreme usage and what it gives back <clears throat> to the players, essentially. So mm -hmm. things that seem weaker might cool down quicker you know, according to their data and player usage and things that are really used more are now going to take longer to cool down and it's going to be individualized across the board now. And that goes for everything from supers to, you know, your melee class, grenade abilities, all that. Keep in mind, folks, that's, that's across the board. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so they, they gave us an example of the flux grenade here. The flux grenade is basically the sticky grenade for the Arc Strider Hunter class. So the Flux Grenade now, its increased base cooldown is going from 82 seconds, which is a minute and 22 seconds, to <clears throat> 182 seconds, which is like three minutes and change. Mm -hmm. 
that's the base cooldown. That's at rank three. That's why I mentioned rank three, because that is your standard <clears throat> spot. Because I think below three on your abilities, you know, your your stats, your ability stats, of course, penalizing your system. Mm -hmm. So that's at three. They're increasing the attached detonation damage from 150 to 250. So it's it is a one shot kill in PvP. Increased damage versus PvE combatants by 15% on top of base damage increase. Remove projectile tracking. This thing had this ability where it was like somewhat magnetic. You'd throw it and it would kind of like turn. Yeah, just enough. It it wasn't like oh, you throw it and it goes out and then takes a ninety degree turn and chases somebody down a hallway like you know the skip grenades can. <laughs> but th this is that it would have a little bit more magnetism. Now it doesn't. Basically, they <clears throat> turned this into the, the the sticky grenade from the Covenant in Halo. You have to actually hit with it. Uh, they're giving you a little <clears throat> bit of aim assist. They're increasing the throw speed by one hundred and seventeen percent. And it now sticks to all surfaces. So you can technically throw this up against a wall and it'll stick and then blow up. Okay. That sounds good. All right. You know, it's like, okay, we'll go with this. It's harder to land that one shot kill in PvP. But I, I, like, I like this one line. It's also harder to hit in PvE. It's also hits harder in PvE, excuse me. As a reminder, the flux <clears throat> grenade is currently only available to Hunter Arc Strider currently only available that's huh. like queuing you in that the flux grenade is probably going to become available across all art classes so what titan's going to have two stickings two types of stickings well we don't know what they might do to the other to the lightning grenade for the titan they might change that totally you know uh, yeah titan does have a sticky grenade too doesn't a it? solar grenade yeah. yeah the fusion Wait a minute, doesn't, isn't also one of the uh, void grenades also magnetic? Oh, yeah, it's, it's actually called, yeah. like, the magnetic it's grenade. magnetic grenade, actually, isn't it? And, like, blows up twice. Yeah. So, eh, we'll see. Okay, so here's an example of the opposite direct. This is where they changed a lot of stuff, increased <clears> the cooldown <throat> with the flux grenade. Here's the opposite, the firebolt grenade. And this is something that warlocks can use on their solar class. Basically, you throw it out, it makes a little pinpoint, and then fires these little flaming arrows. It used to be top tier in Destiny 1, and then they nerfed it in Trials. But the Fireball Grenade, the base cooldown is going from 82 seconds down to 64 seconds, so just slightly over a minute for the cooldown at Tier 3. They're reducing the damage per bolt from 90 to 65, and increasing damage versus PvE combatants by 15%. Okay. They're saying the fireball grenade has low cooldown time, especially at tier 10 of discipline, but also has low damage output. So you now get a feel for what they're doing with these changes. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to try to feel a little bit more distinct. Whether or not this is going to be a good thing or not is to be seen. That actually will show you when you highlight over what it is, what that base cooldown is at tier 3. And then when you're actually checking it out on the character screen, it'll show you the base cooldown, but it'll also show you what it is now moving forward with Tier 4, Tier 5, etc. and so on. It looks pretty similar, I'd say, to what we're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. It says cooldown times for class abilities are not currently displayed due to a technical issue. They're planning to fix this in a future release. Yeah, typically we just get like this little bar 
that mm -hmm. we see filling up as a visual. And I would actually prefer to see the numbers like an MMO. Yeah. Hell, I, I want it to break down not just seconds. I want it like Genshin Impact where it's second and then, you know, millisecond underneath it. So, you know, you're, you're getting an even closer so you see how far away you are. They're calling this the variable the variable ability cooldown system, and then they think it's the beginning of a big change for the sandbox. It's the foundational <clears throat> change in preparation to move light subclasses over to 3.0 that Stasis currently uses. They're doing this in the 30th anniversary, using it to change the cooldown of nearly every ability in the game. I know I said I'd wait to the end. They should have fucking just released this with Witch Queen if these changes <laughs> are this big. Really. It's, I, uh, let's see, one of their design goals, I know I'm reading, one of the design goals was to reduce the amount of ability spam in the Crucible and put focus back on gunplay. To this end, we made ability cooldown times longer than on average than they were before. We don't want PvE experience to suffer for the sake of PvP balance, though, so we've tried to compensate where possible. To for example, we've increased it, all grenade damage versus PvE combatants by 15% or more. Okay. This should make grenades feel bigger power moments as they do in today's game. Melee ability cooldowns haven't been increased quite as much as grenades, and some of the less aggressive melee attacks have lower cooldowns than before. Class ability cooldowns have also generally increased, but the changes vary depending on what ability is equipped. So this is supposed to be PvP changes, but it sounds like these are also PvE changes. Mm -hmm. um, I hate how they wrote this, Twab. I, I'm, I'm, I have to say this. I hate how they wrote it because it feels like some of these things are also global changes unless they specifically say no change coming to PVE underneath them. Mm -hmm. So th this leads to some confusion and there's going to be one major confusion point coming up for me later. But we'll get to that. All right, so let's see. They're talking about supers now. So this is Mike Humboldt. He's taking over at this point. And let's see, so the key points of the new system when dealing with supers, both uh, damage and energy regeneration, stuff like that. Number one, in PvE, super uptime should be relatively unchanged from the live game, if not slightly higher. They said they're pretty happy with the frequencies right now. Don't want to make big changes on that front at this time. So expect changes on that. Sorry for being negative. Uh, it says everybody in 6v6 content for the PvP, everybody should get at least one super in a match that goes to score or time limit as long as they engage in regular combat. Supers in less, should be less frequent in 3v3 modes, so like trials, where two supers per match is a fairly regular occurrence right now. Primary weapon play should have a noticeable benefit in super energy regeneration. I was saying with this new system, we're scaling energy gains up and down granularly based on the source of damage, outgoing and incoming. Outgoing primary weapon damage has significantly higher return of super energy per damage point than any other type of damage. Okay, so they want you to use more primary weapons. Did I misread that? Is that what they're saying? Oh, that's exactly what they're saying. Hmm. It sounds like they want year one back but they're doing it in a different way i think well like i i saw acid crawl video and he said what if 
it goes back to what it was. As long as you're active shooting, you know, in, in the PvP area, well, ricochet rounds have like a a meaning here saying no, that it it's like... It won't affect you. Ricochet rounds won't affect you. If that's what you're getting at, that you can accidentally shoot and damage yourself. Yeah. No. Kevin Yana said on Twitter, someone <clears throat> asked that exact question, and he said, self-damage will not cause you to gain super energy. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I, I understand what Cross was getting at, and believe me, that was an thought that went through my head. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, that won't happen. Okay, fine. So you have to keep getting in there and playing, essentially trying to move forward. because a pro- And we will all agree here, a problem in Trials, at least for the longest time, was you would sit in a corner and hide and let your abilities regenerate or your super bar get further along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was very, very that, passive at points. Get that intellect to, up a little bit. Yeah, they, they managed to fix that a little bit. I think when they took the matches from two minutes each round from two minutes to a minute and nine, a minute and thirty seconds. So they cut off thirty seconds of it. It now you have to get in there a little bit more, or it's going to go to the um, you know tiebreaker. All right, let's see. Different supers. Uh, this is an interesting change. Different supers should come online at different times in a given match, and your super of choice should have an impact on how quickly it regenerates. To reiterate what we mentioned above, we've always lived in a world where nearly every super in the game shares the same cooldown. This is true, regardless of how strong they are in a game mode. We now have made the foundational change to differentiate cooldowns per individual ability, and we want to address super o'clock issues in the Crucible, where three minutes into the match, 12 supers are simultaneously popped and chaos ensues. They're opening up a build crafting space where your super's cooldown time is an important element of your decision-making beyond how high you want your intellect stat to be. So they separated supers and PvP into tiers. Let's see, starting December 7th, the super regeneration rate tiers are going to be coming. And here we're going. The fastest tier, tier 5, Well of Radiance. We'll be able to get that back quicker. I mean, it's not a damage-dealing tier. I can understand why. Tier 4, Blade Barrage and Silence and Squall. Before our recording bot died, Bacon mentioned that, you know, Thresh is almost going to become mandatory. You're going to see this coming back very quickly. And Silence and Squall is something that drives people absolutely crazy. It's so oppressive. I can't wait to see more of those two freaking things inactive in PvP. Hell, if we don't already see a lot of Silence and Squall in PvP as it is. Yeah, but now you're going to be upping it with Blade Barrage. That's equally as lame. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's in a cone. The blades potentially could miss, but the way they're designed is even if one of them catches you, you blow up and die. You don't even have to take the full blunt. It's just be one of those knives hit you, you're dead. Get hit in the toe, you die. Silent and Squall can also follow you for 15 seconds and you can't run faster than... (laughs) Especially if if you start getting caught in the radius. Yeah, you start freezing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Shot. I know people are going, Shadow Shot, it doesn't... It's not a roaming. Well, Mobius Quiver (laughs) Bottom Tree is. They said they're going to separate these things when 3.0 hits. So then you can have deadfall which is the stationary one-time fire and forget versus mobius quiver which you can actually move around and use uh burning mall arc staff nova bomb and thunder crash yeah i think those all fit in right around the same place i know nova bombs a one and done but the amount of damage it can do 
Mm-hmm. And top, top three, three has the ability to follow. Yeah, yeah, that that's a roamer. Uh, the top yeah. three ones. So I'm expecting these to be separated also. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, Thunder Crash technically is a roaming super because you can fly around the map. Yeah, you got a lot of time in the air. Yeah, for yeah. PvP, I suppose. It's oh, like yeah. Superman when they have that one up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, you know, Bacon's coming when he's thunder crashing in PvP. Oh, I'm coming. That's for damn sure. I'm coming. He, you can hear his, his Titan's metal boner dragging on the ground underneath. Come here, baby. Uh, Golden Gun Tier Two. This, these are the ones that are going to get slower to come back. Golden Gun. Yes. Mm. I'm wondering if they're going to separate Golden Guns when whatever. Solar 3.0 hits because bottom tree, which is more about precision, gives you fewer shots. Top tree, though, that could be very oppressive in PvP because you could just keep killing and you keep getting back super energy every time you put somebody down. Yep. Um, so you could really go crazy with this. We have no idea what that's going to be like, though. Chaos Reach, yeah, that's oppressive. That's Noble Warp. That's oppressive. Yeah. So is Storm Trance. So is Daybreak and Sentinel Shield. Now, you're thinking Sentinel Shield, why? Well, at some point, they're going to separate things. The Code of the Commander. Also, the idea of the bubble itself is going to be placed elsewhere. I can almost guarantee the bubble is going to go up at the top, Tier 5 for fastest, Mm -hmm. because you're only going to be able to do one when 3.0 hits. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to really be building specifically. So if you're, once again, it's going to be like Destiny 1. When you're a bubble titan, you are literally a bubble titan. Oh, yeah. yeah. No other choice. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, if that's how you want to do it, that's great. Uh, But Mm -hmm. if you want to be Captain America, you understand Tier 2 Roamer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tier 1. These are the slowest regenerating ones on their own without aid of anything else. Spectral Blades. Absolutely, that is correct. Fist of yes. Havoc, that's equally oppressive. Yes, that, that can roam the entire map repeatedly and kill nonstop indiscriminately. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hammer of Soul, there's another one. Hammer Titan running around, throwing hammers nonstop. Mm-hmm. Or, if you're lucky, when, and you decide that, hey, I, I, I'm at a choke point, I'm just going to pop it and stand in my, um, in my little sunspot. Sun yep. Just I don't have to move that. Keep going. That's right. <laughs> and they're faster. Rain <laughs> yep. You're raining hell on anybody that comes through there. Mm-hmm. Glacial Quake. There's the Stasis Titan. That could be a kind of oppressive in PvP, but it's kind of weak. But I think there's changes coming up ahead. Same with Winter's Wrath, uh, but that's really oppressive in PvE, uh, PvP. Not PvE, PvP. So they're really tuning that later, but still. When that thing pops on the field, it's strong. Yeah, very strong. That that can, on its own, Winter's Wrath can almost shift the entire game with yeah. one super if played by a really skilled player. I know any skilled player can kind of do that, but this thing is just so freaking oppressive. <laughs> when mm-hmm. it, it, it really is. Yeah, and right here it says as Kevin and Eric mentioned. This sets up for a future where as we move forward to subclass 3.0, 
As an example, for 30th anniversary, things like Deadfall and Mobius Quiver variants of Shadow Shot will share the same cooldown tier, but when Void 3.0 launches in February with Witch Queen, they could exist in different tiers based on their potency. They're going to exist in different tiers based on their potency. I can mm-hmm. promise you that because Deadfall is not the same as Mobius Quiver. Yeah. By the same token, Ward of Dawn, which currently is Sentinel Shield cooldown, will be moved to Tier 5 right there. Hey, because it's a standalone and it's not a damage dealer. You're stationary and you're not harming people with it. It's more protection. Okay. So, non-super abilities. This is where they want to be. They want weapons that are primary weapons are the primary way players engage in combat. Non-super abilities accentuate or augment the combat, but rarely should solve an encounter by themselves. Abilities have clear strengths, weaknesses, and counterplays. Buildcraft is rewarding within the moment-to-moment combat loop of destiny. And they flat out say we're not there yet. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Uh, some of the uptime that comes from passive cooldowns, but many of our outliers also come from elements of build crafting system that have previously been unified in ability energy returns between PvE and PvP. It says, so with 30th anniversary, we're taking a pass at a significant number of these elements across subclass perks, armor mods, exotic armor pieces. We've tuned PvP energy regeneration separately from their base PvE values, which, and this is underlined, which we are not changing. With 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I want to put in parentheses after that. But we make no guarantees that it's not going to happen in the future when 3.0 start, starts coming out. Just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. They want... This is for our pillars. We want build crafting to be rewarding, but as its current state, the combinator- the com combinatorial nature of these perks and items lead to unstable ability energy economy that diminishes weapon play in pvp for this tuning pass we've focused primarily on items that feed into self-perpetuating loops of ability energy gains here's a brief list of the affected items i'm still holding this entire suite of changes should have hit with witch queen because they're so massive at this point Mm -hmm. subclass neutral game perks These perks have had their ability energy regeneration reduced by roughly 50% in PvP. We've targeted perks that can either activate out of combat with a single button press or those that are returning amounts of ability energy that were significantly out of band. So, the following things are getting tuned. Whisper of Shards, which is a stasis fragment. Arc Web, Stormcaller Warlock. Rising Storm, Stormcaller Warlock. Ionic Traces, Stormcaller Warlock. (laughs) Electrostatic Surge, Stormcaller Warlock. Aftershocks, Striker Titan. Inertia Override, Striker Titan. Benevolent Dawn, Dawnblade Warlock. Practice Makes Perfect, Gunslinger Hunter. Dark Matter. Warlock. What? Warlock. (laughs) Warlock, Warlock, Warlock. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six Warlock changes. One Hunter change. Two Titans and Whisper of Shards, which is a yeah. fragment which is shared amongst all the Stasis classes. Okay. Subclass in Super Perks. 
Uh, let's see. These perks scale down energy returns as you get kills in your super. Sample the first kill with the super returns more energy than with the third. These perks often result in supers being able to roam much longer than is healthy. We've rescaled this energy to refund decay more aggressively in PvP, so the maximum, so the minimum energy refund is reached roughly twice as quickly. No change has been made to refund decay in PvE combatants. So, Everlasting Fire for Dawnblade Warlock and Trample for Striker Titan. Those two. Because they're really the only ones that get back energy like that. Sure. I'm concerned about the uh, Gunslinger, though, because that kind of does. But it's very aggressive with his kills, and I think you have to actually kill with a precision shot. I'd have to read up on it. Again, mm -hmm. I don't use it. It's not one that I use as top tree gunslinger because where I would use it more doesn't feel like it's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Exotic armor. So there's some exotic armor pieces that are getting tuned because of this. Frosties, for example, that's like hunter boots. No longer stacks multiple no longer stacks in PvP with other regeneration buffs, is now an additive scaler. No change to PvE. Heart of Inmost Light. That is a Titan chess piece, if I remember correctly. Ability yep. and regeneration scalar is reduced by 50% in PvP. It also says they re reworked, so activating multiple abilities will now reliably result in multiple empowered stacks. The stacking behavior was previously a bug, but this seemed like a good opportunity to promote it as a feature. From bug to feature, Heart of Inmost Light, a Destiny story. Right now, it is very strong. Yeah, well, at least it's reducing that by half, but mm -hmm. at least with the other thing, and I think the reworked thing sounds like working PvE, too, because that's yeah. like a base rework to the armor itself. Controversial. Right yeah. mm -hmm. Go on, Ben. Go on. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, the Heart of Inmost Light is the only thing that you can have as a Titan that will one-shot fusion grenades in PvP. Like, if yep. you put up your barricade and throw a fusion aid and it sticks, it's a one-shot kill. And I only know that from watching Grenader Jake play Trials this weekend. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Enjoy it till the 7th. Yep. Controversial <laughs> holds. These are Warlock gloves. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ben. You just ruined the game. You, you ruined PvP, <laughs> son of a bitch. Avengers' middle name is Bungo, right? That's what it is. <laughs> Controverse holes. Duration of the grenade regeneration buff is no longer random between one and four seconds. It is now a fixed duration of 1.75 seconds. Reduced grenade energy regeneration scalar by 50% in PvP. It says the previous average duration due to waiting was 1.71 seconds, with a one-second duration between most being common, so this should improve the exotic's consistency across the game with a lower return in PvP. So yeah, that's a tune throughout the entirety of the game. Yeah. Uh, Doomfang Pauldrons. Super energy gain on activation when an opposing player is killed by a void melee is reduced by 50%. No change in PvP. Uh, PvE, sure. excuse me. Shinobu's Vow. Reduced energy gain on grenades hits versus players by 66%. No change in PvE. Okay, okay so... It, it, well, it already takes almost two grenades contacting a player in PvP to get one grenade back. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't mean the little fragments that chase you. I'm talking about two uses of said fragments. Yeah. So it's like, all right, if you thought that was oppressive, man, I don't know. I don't see myself using those in PvP now at all. Crown of Tempest. Grenade, melee, and super energy regeneration scalar buff duration reduced from 7 seconds to 4 seconds in PvP. No change in PvE. So you're going to have less time regenerating it back, mm. basically. Okay, that's fine. Crown of Tempest can be brutal. Yeah. At points. The Stag. There's another Warlock helmet for you. Reduce class ability energy refund on shield break by 50% in PvP. No change in PvE. Okay. Rifts are still going to be mega strong. Yeah. Yeah. So they're also tuning armor mods, um, reducing energy returns by these mods by roughly half in PvP, depending on the number of copies of the mods you have slotted. So in PvP, the following mods are going to be reduced in their efficiency. Melee Kickstart, Grenade Kickstart, Utility Kickstart. By the way, those are all the uh, stasis mods that came with this season. Sure. Perpetuation, Bolstering Detonation, Focusing Strike, Bomber, Outreach, Dynamo, Distribution, Momentum Transfer, and Impact Induction. Basically, everything that somebody would stack onto their you know, character to get their abilities back faster to spam set abilities in the crucible even more so these mm -hmm. are only pvp changes they say you know i guess not pve but we'll see how that goes as they fine-tune and granularly change everything as 3.0 stuff hits and they see how those new fragments and stuff interact and intersect with all these things yeah i am I'll save that for the end. Whoa. They said that they're... they're Whoa. It's a big foundational shift for us. Well, yeah, no kidding. And that's why you should have saved it for the Witch Queen. And we expect to do a lot of tuning as time goes on. I Yeah. So as always, we'll be on the lookout for how things are feeling across the game, and we'll adjust accordingly. I have thoughts. So now they're getting into some more specific changes. I like the header for this. Dang, this is long. Yes, folks. That's is. what she said. Yes. In this case, <laughs> Thank you, Cross. Um, so, <laughs> there's going to... It says... Uh, Eric is back for this one. It says, in case you haven't caught on yet, the list of ability changes we're making 30th anniversary is massive. We've touched on nearly every ability in the game in some small way. We won't go over the full patch notes because it's mind-numbingly long, but let's take a look at some of the more provocative balance changes. Provocative meaning can cause issues and problems and may cause disagreements among people. So stasis crystals. On top of freezing players when they're created, they also block line of sight, block movement, and active explosive barrels. It's all a bit too much in PvP with it's released, stasis crystals will now slow players instead of freezing them, and they'll do much less damage to players when they detonate. As far as PvP is, uh, excuse me, as far as PvE is concerned, stasis crystals will still freeze combatants. We've increased stasis crystal detonation damage versus PvE combatants. Looking at the numbers, it was always, almost always better to shoot directly at a combatant instead of the crystal, so this should change should help crystals better live out their explosive barrel drains. So stasis crystals themselves. 
starting December 7th. While forming, they now slow nearby players instead of freezing them. They still freeze PvE combatants. Mm-hmm. Increased slow freeze radius when forming from 1.5, 1.75 meters to 2.6 meters. So it's a little bit bigger radius. You can get slowed more. Uh, reduced crystal detonation damage versus players, meaning PvP, by 55%. Well, they just killed Shatterdive right there. And they killed Shatter for all three subclasses, or all three classes, I suppose. They did. They, they actually did. Mm-hmm. Increased crystal detonation damage versus PvE combatants by 60%. Holy cow. Wait, what? what which is it? They've increased on the PvE <laughs> side of things. Crystals <laughs> like, blowing up the damage they'll do by 60%. So 60% okay. per crystal. Okay. Okay. I am never still going to use Shatter Dive in PvE. Fuck that. Because if they, even with these changes, not going to happen. And they've increased the detonation radius from 6 meters to 8 meters. So, bigger boom, essentially. But the bigger boom only lasts in PvE. Okay. Yeah, definitely uh, making stasis slightly more viable in PvE than it has been. Or, like, trying to. They're trying to. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, They're trying to. I still hold, especially after the litany of stuff that we're about ready to go into... This game probably would have benefited from having a separate PvE, PvP and PvE sandboxes. Yep. Completely. Hunters. Dodge. In order to meet the goals of less ability spam in the Crucible, we're reducing how often hunters can dodge. Gambler's dodge, which is the long jump you've seen. It's the one where they kind of push out flat. Is mm-hmm. going to hit the hardest because it can completely circumvent melee ability cooldown times. That's true. If you dodge near an enemy with Gambler's Dodge, your melee refreshes. Mm-hmm. It also completely changes the Hunter silhouette in PvP, making it very powerful. In addition, Hunter Dodges will no longer break proje- projectile tracking, meaning it's less of a get-out-of-jail-free card when tracking Rocket or another slow-moving mo- projectile is flying towards you. Hunter Dodge no longer breaks projectile tracking. The Marksman's Dodge, which is the one where you reload and you're kind of in a seated position that's spin in the air. Tier 10 mobility cooldown increased from 11 seconds to 14 seconds. Base cooldown is unchanged at 29 seconds. Gambler's Dodge at Tier 10 mobility. Cooldown increased from 11 to 18 seconds. Base cooldown duration increased from 29 to 38 seconds. Revenant. I'm just going to avoid most of it, just gives you the uh, nitty gritty here. Shatter Dive is going to be much less lethal versus players due to stasis crystal changes. Much more lethal to combatants due to crystal changes in PvE. Increased shatter damage versus frozen PvE combatants by 100%. Oh, wow. The, the Grim Harvest aspect, that's the thing that allows you to harvest crystals, you know, little shards that come to you that if you have that. Mm-hmm. Fragment on. They're increasing the slots available on it from two to three. So okay. they are desperately trying to make shattering effective in PVE here. Mm-hmm. And they've essentially nerfed Shatter Dive into the ground. Um, they you, People, you can stop crying about this now. Get on with it, please. Top Tree Arc Strider. Uh, let's see. The change to Combination Blow was made possible by our variable ability cooldown system. Combination blows the melee attack, by the way. 
-hmm. Previous top tree arc strivers were basically required to use gambler's dodge for this tree. That's true. That's absolutely true. We hope this change will make the ability even viable even when you're using marksman's dodge. Combination blow reduced the cooldown rate from 96 seconds to 15 seconds at base. I think that's going to get tuned up. I could see Definitely. that. Yeah. That's nutty. That, that's that's insanity. <clears throat> and that remember, base for these things are tier three of the ability. Mm-hmm. So that's tier three on a melee, which is your strength score. I, this is going to get fixed. It's going to go up. It's probably going to be base. It's going to be like 15 seconds. Like, <laughs> like more than that. I'm talking 25, mm-hmm. 30, something like that. By the time they get them tuning everything. Bottom tree, Night Stalker. Yeah, PvP, this needed love, and I don't think this does it, but Vanish and Smoke, that's where you throw the smoke bomb and you can make people go invisible with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, has low damage output but high utility. That's true. It does barely any damage to enemies. Her data shows that the subclass tree is struggling. I'm glad their data finally showed that. I'm sorry, I'm now getting angry here. Um, we've decided to increase how often the Pathfinder Hunters can go invisible. Vanish and Smoke Melee. I'm glad you're finding this funny, Venge. Uh, reduce pace <laughs> cooldown from 96 seconds to 75. Okay, that's PvP change. Titans. Hello. Hello. Shoulder charges. Yeah, should I yeah, read yeah. what they're saying, or should I just get to the change? <laughs> I don't care. Okay, so shoulder charges. All shoulder charges, no longer one-shot players. They hate Titans. Fucking ass Titans. <laughs> <laughs> activation time for shoulder charges reduced by 0.25 seconds. So there's one, from one and a half seconds of running to 1.25 seconds of running will prime mm-hmm. the ability. So it can prime slightly faster. It's going to be so negligible because it's fractions of a second that you're not gonna, really going to tell. Yeah. Range is increasing from five and a half meters to six point eight meters. The targeting cone width is increased by ten percent. Increased damage versus PvE combatants by twenty-five percent. Essentially, their thoughts with the shoulder charge in general is you hit with it, but then you finish off because it puts you up close with some sort of weapon. Or another melee, or, I suppose. Or you yeah, something like that. Most likely another weapon. They're they're hoping you swap to a sidearm or something and shoot a shoot gun. Uh, yeah, shooty shooty pew pew. That's what so they all want. <laughs> just another <laughs> shoot gun. <laughs> uh, seismic strike, which is the arc shoulder charge, reduced AOE damage from ninety okay. to forty. So that blast isn't going to be as big when it hits. Now yeah. it's going to blind enemies in the area on hit. <laughs> increased base cooldown from 82 seconds to 90 seconds on this. Okay. Void your shield bash. Reduced AoE damage from 90 to 40. This is why, you know, it's not going to be one-shotting so much. And increasing the base cooldown from 90 from 82 to 90 seconds. Hammer strike, same thing. Reduced direct impact damage from 170 to 120. There's your no longer one-shots. Increased mm-hmm. base cooldown from 82 to 90. When sure. this went out, I want to stress for Titans, when this went out, almost within an hour or so after, DMG puts up, well, Titans, you can still one-shot with your your uh, charge, but you need this exotic. And it was a picture of Peregrine Greaves. Mm-hmm. 
So if you still want to shoulder charge into oblivion, you're now going to be doing it with flying knees of death to the face. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's worth the exotic slot in PvP, but that's it is, my it. personal preference. It's, it's not. And it I actually th- I'm still holding that I think some classes should have one shot kills. Yep. But with the way they can adjust their cooldowns, the cooldowns are going to be astronomical to pull them off mm-hmm. without building specifically for them. And I don't yeah, like those be changes at all. Heavily on your build craft yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, your barricades are also getting touched a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think these might be a bad touch on one and a good touch on another. Bad touch, towering barricade, increased base cooldown from 37 seconds to 40 seconds. So they're adding three seconds to the cooldown. Rally barricade is losing five seconds, so from 37 seconds to 32 seconds. That's your little short knee wall that you can kind of crouch behind and still get shot in the head. Yeah. You know, so, but it has other bonuses and perks to the rally barricade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as good as the tower shield, which basically offers full cover for your standing guardian. Yeah. You know. Uh Behemoths. We agree the general community feedback with that the Behemoth could use some love in PvE. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We're hoping to make Diamond Lance changes to make this aspect a top tier pick. Why? <laughs> Why Diamond Ooh. Lance? Shiver Strike's getting a big damage buff during the Glacial Quake Super. Whisper Change Fragment buff is also very spicy and should help the Behemoth's survivability and pinnacle PvE activities. We'll see if anybody wants to take this into a Grandmaster Nightfall or not. Whisper Change yeah. can be used by all stasis subclasses, but making crystals is kind of the Behemoth's thing, so we're listing it here. Yeah. Diamond sure. Lance. Increased Fragment slots from 1 to 3. Okay, oh, so you can now Jesus. augment a little bit more. Fine. Yeah. I personally think every one of these aspects should have had two slots on it, minimum. I agree. Uh, now spawning Diamond Lance upon killing a PvE combatant with a stasis weapon. Oh. Killing three players with stasis weapons in a single life. That's PvP, mind you. Killing an enemy with a stasis ability. That's PvE. Shattering an enemy. Uh, yeah. You can't shatter things in PvP, so yeah, that's PvE. Yeah. Increase <clears throat> and shiver strikes getting increased strike damage while in glacial quake by 50%. I, I want to add sure. this is PvE changes, folks. Yeah, PvE, yep. Yeah. Whisper chains increase damage resistance versus PvE combatants from 25 to 40. Whisper changes where you stand within radius of a crystal, you get a DR to it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that no? Because people they they also increase the, how these things blow up and do damage in PVE. Why are you mm-hmm. gonna stand next to a crystal? You're just gonna run through them, aren't you? <laughs> I, Essentially, yeah. I, I think this is that's a silly a what change. Like, come on, guys, really? Bottom tree strikers. I said this class is absolutely dominating PvP this season. Really? Yeah. From what They're I've heard, like it, it's years. Revenant Hunters. <laughs> I've only heard Revenant Hunters are dominating PvP <laughs> this season. I've never heard anything else. So we're turning it down a notch. Oh, God. 
Two classes dominating <laughs> PvP? What the hell you say? <laughs> oh my god. The changes were made to Fist of Havoc and Season of the Lost helped the top tree as intended, but they also turned bottom into a monster. On top of that, the stasis nerfs and other changes we made over the past few releases created a power vacuum that's striker bottom tree filled with extreme prejudice. That's funny. It's, I, that doesn't say Revenant Hunter anywhere. <laughs> we hope these changes put Striker Bottom Tree back into the pack instead of towering high above everything else. So, knockout that ability. Melee lunge range and melee damage bonus now deactivate after a melee kill. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Trample. Super energy gain from Fist of Havoc. Light attacks now delay to a, now decay to a minimum of amount over three PvP kills, down from seven. Jesus. How oppressive would that have been if people weren't playing Revenant Hunters all the time? <laughs> Frontal Assault Melee. Increased base cooldown from 82 to 106 seconds. Oh, God. I don't play Striker Titan. Do you guys... Uh, you guys are Titan mains, mostly, I, from my experience playing with you. Except That's just the, the charge melee. Okay, so 106 seconds. That's a big jump in the cooldown for a base for that. I'm assuming that's that's also it's PvP, be PvP. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be PvP. Sure. It's all PvP. Fist of Havoc. The heavy slam radius is reduced from eight meters to six meters for bottom tree only. I think okay. that that could be that could be good for top and bottom tree personally. Yeah, but I feel like that initial anyways. I feel like the range on that is really, really high, but I also don't play a lot of Striker Titan, so I can't really say a whole lot about it, I suppose. Honestly, the only uh, Titan arc explosive radius that should be huge should be Thunder Crash. I agree. You know, and that should be like, and that should be like 80 meters wide, I think. That should just be the whole map. It's a fucking no. The, no, the whole map only happens when you have one of these uh, the fallen star terrorists. You just fly straight up in the air and drop down. It's a nuclear explosion. You're just a nuke. Oh, but it also it also wipes out your own team too. So you're the only one standing. You know, afterwards. Can you imagine getting two seventh columns? Wow. That'd be freaking amazing. <laughs> I'd actually make a seventh column once in my life. With that, and oh, if I could manage right. to get too off in a match without dying in between, I might actually get a we ran. I can't get over that thought. It's never. Gonna I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Warlock. Oh God! All right. Okay, so you know what? Warlocks uncharged melee—they have that lap that they like to do that never really kills, and they've always complained about because the other two melees base without any power to it could actually kill you faster. Mm. Well, guess what? While their uncharged melee range is being decreased from 5.5 meters to 4.5 meters, which now matches the Hunter and the Titan, they've now reduced the suppression time after a melee attack, meaning they now can throw that slappy slap as fast as everybody else, and it's at the same range. Sure. Perfectly fine change. That is yeah. fantastic. Warlocks needed that. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, they, they needed something that's so they can actually get into a slap fight with somebody actually throwing a punch at them. Or trying to stab you with a knife. Because yeah. remember, the yeah. hunter melee is they stab with a knife. Shouldn't you think they should do more damage, though, if they're using a weapon? 
I really like your sound effect when you said that with the knife. <laughs> well, this is my little stick sound effect. I'm not going to try to replicate that because I don't that know what the hell that was. I was like, what the hell did oh. he just do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oof. Middle Tree Voidwalker. Middle Tree Voidwalker. People are going to be wondering why I've been just laughing and they're not going to understand. P Middle Tree oh, Voidwalker. <laughs> In our effort to do away with one shot abilities that are frustrated to be hit by. Uh, this is why I'm reading this one. Handheld Supernova is also getting a shoulder charge treatment. That's right. Handheld Supernova will no longer one-shot in PvP. To compensate, it now travels further and pushes enemies back. We've also increased the damage of Handheld Supernova and Nova Warp versus Champion and Boss Combatants. We've increased their damage in Season of the Lost, but feel it can use some more juice. Handheld Supernova reduces damage versus players. Now deals 150 damage max versus players. Increased damage versus champions and bosses by 30%. Increased projectile range from 12 to 14 meters now pushes targets away from the warlock on detonation. Nova Warp. Increased damage versus champions and bosses by 30%. Shadebinders. They say they feel that they're in a pretty good place with a couple of exceptions. Winter's Wrath is still the best super for shutting down other supers and is not even close. This is why they feel so oppressive. Winter's Wrath must now freeze and shatter other supers twice to kill them. As a general rule, roaming supers shouldn't be able to one-shot other supers. Two, the Penumbral Blast melee is too difficult to land in PvE. It made the ability harder to land in PvP and it had a negative effect on PvE experience. No kidding. Maybe a separate sandbox breach would have been a better idea. We've increased the proximity detonation radius against PvE combatants to make it easier to land. Okay. And it says all three stasis grenades now have different cooldown times, so we made the change to Bleak Watcher to avoid a situation where it's always <coughs> the best to use grenade with the shortest cooldown time. This results in an overall cooldown increase for Bleak Watcher, which fits the incredibly high power output. I'm hoping this is all just PvP changes, at least for the grenades. Winner's Wrath. Yeah. Reduce Shatter Pulse damage versus enemy supers. Must now freeze and shatter all supers twice to eliminate. So if you're in your Winter's Wrath super and there's an Arc Strider pole dancing towards you at a high rate of speed, uh, other than just jumping in the air where they can't hit you, you can now have to freeze them and shatter them twice to kill them. Typically, though, there might be other people shooting at them too, so that's going to, you know, this is just a one-on-one, -on -one, nobody's mm -hmm. interfering type situation. Yeah. To be very honest with you, if you freeze somebody like that and super, everybody on your fire team should, if they're in, within range, should open fire on the frozen target, you know, to try to reduce yeah. them as fast as possible. Penumbral Blast, that's your melee attack. Increase the proximity detonation radius versus PvE combatants by 100%. Wow. Bigger blast radius to freeze in PvE. Great. I've whiffed so many times with that. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Bleak Watcher. While Bleak Watchers equip all stasis grenades, charge at Glacier Grenade rate. See, that sounds like a global change to me. Hopefully it's just PvP. Glacier Grenades, apparently. Yeah, I, I do hope that that is just PvP. Well, that takes I don't feel like it's, it's not oppressive in PvE at all. No. It's good for crowd control, and I, I don't that's, know. That's what it does. That's the design. Yeah, like that's, that's the purpose. Yeah, I hope it's not PvP. I don't have too much problem. This is just personally. I don't have too much problem with Bleak Watchers and PvP. They're more of a nuisance than anything else. 
And if I see an enemy's one out on the field, I generally try to shoot it and kill it just to get it off the field as fast as possible. You know? Yeah. It, it doesn't take a lot of damage to get uh, rid of it either. It doesn't. So it's, uh, so I'm a little bit confused. I'm hoping that's just all PV because they include a PVE change in this. This is why I'm not sure if it's going to also be a global change with Bleak Wall. That's with the subclass changes. There's a lot of other stuff that are going to be mentioned in the TWAB, not not TWAB, the patch notes when this stuff goes live on December mm-hmm. 7th. There's some minor stuff here and there. These were, as they put the... Um, most uh you know unbelievable changes that can cause issues amongst the community mm-hmm. provocative is the word that's a word for it speaking of provocative sexual <laughs> jesus no <laughs> i feel it is our obligation here to bring this up because this was in the twab but it's in there back to you know their their report um, section where they talk mm. about issues in game and whatnot. Destiny 2 is actually going to be leaving Xbox Game Pass coming up for a lot of their stuff. So I feel some of our Game Pass players don't actually own any expansions, need to be brought aware as to what's going to happen mm-hmm. on December 8th. On December 8th, Destiny 2 and the expansions Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and Beyond Light will leave Xbox Game Pass on console and cloud. They're not going to be changing on PC, so if you're playing on Game Pass for PC, that's not going to change. That's odd. Once Destiny 2 leaves Game Pass for console and cloud, players who don't own any of the expansions will lose access to the following. The campaign missions. Understandable. Expansion-specific activities, meaning raids, dungeons, hunts, exo-challenges, nightfall strikes, and access to Trials of Osiris. Mm -hmm. Stasis subclass, which is Beyond Life-specific, because Beyond Life. Middle Tree Supers for each subclass. And the 10% off perk for silver purchases and other game add-ons. Okay. It says items such as exotics already acquired will still be available for players who earn them. Previously purchased season passes will remain active. Players who wish to continue playing Destiny 2 on Xbox should look at the Destiny expansion discounts that will be available soon. Bacon, is this going to affect you? I own it all. You own it all. Okay. Because when I read this first, I thought immediately of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I know he's using Game Pass. Oh. Okay. I think there's a um a edition that you can purchase called Destiny 2 Legendary Edition, which has all the um expansions that are going away. Forsaken, Shadowkeep Beyond Light. I think it's on deep discount. I thought I saw it on PSN for $31.99 US, which basically if the amount of Beyond Light on its own, you're getting all that other stuff for pennies at that moment but forsaken itself is going away going away but you're going to need the forsaken pass to maintain playing the last wish raid and all that stuff when they take away the campaign and the tangled shore when everything gets content bolted when witch queen comes out yeah there's um yeah that i 
That's just weird to me. Um, I'm going to link this in the description so you y'all can kind of like parse through this and make sure we didn't miss anything of any like uh, main importance. They do mention at the very end that the TWAB that'll be coming up the day, well, the day this goes live, because the week this goes live is Thanksgiving week here in the United States. This goes live on Wednesday. Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. Swab's going to go live on Wednesday that week. It's going to be rather small. And don't really expect anything from there because it's a holiday till closer to December <clears> 7th <throat> when this 30th anniversary stuff starts up in full. Yeah. So you can reread all this and you know, check it out. Yeah. But overall thoughts guys what, what what do you what do you think what do you what do you think do you have any positive thoughts out of this to start with these changes anything that stood out went okay this is a good change um i mean i don't know there's some things that i think might be good and there's some things that might be bad i it's think a lot to take in i know that it sounds like Arc Striders at this point are going to be the only ones that have a one-shot kill in PvP. Um, I don't the, know if part the, of it was like... the grenade, you <clears throat> yeah. mean? Yeah, with the grenade. And I don't know if, with the changes made to like Heart of Inmost Light for Titans, if they'll still be able to one-shot with fusion grenades. I guess that'll have to be like a test when it happens. Yeah, that, remember, this is only, like, the, as I said, the most provocative changes. And they used the Flux Grenade as an example to mm. show you how they're, kind of like a design example of how they're approaching stuff moving forward. Do yeah. we know if all these changes are going to come to all classes? Oh, I guarantee Right you. now? Yeah, December 7th, uh, uh, when we see the patch notes, which are going to be even longer than this, Yeah, there's going to be changes to everything on some level abilities wise yeah every grenade I think, everything is getting touched i think for me it's going to be more i'm not i don't really have too strong of an opinion until i can actually like get more hands-on yeah and it's it's just going to take a lot of extra thought in your builds if you want to run something specific mm-hmm. but again i'll have more to say once i can actually mess around with it yeah yeah and uh, we will definitely have something to talk about after december 7th yeah you know in addition to the 30th anniversary stuff thoughts on what these changes actually feel like to us bacon yeah. do you have anything <clears throat> you want to throw in there like positives or anything that stand out some of those changes i can't really like say anything about it because i don't really use mm-hmm. like those classes so, I, mean, I I guess they're fine, but I mean it's the same thing as like Venge and and like you. It's just we have to wait. We have to win and just test them out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I I I know one of the devs put up. It's like after the Twab went live, one that I kind of you know follow and stuff on socials. It's like, what do you guys think? And my response was, um, um. I'm going to have to try them out first where everybody else is like, these are the greatest changes ever. Oh, you got rid of shatter dive jerk off sounds. Sue from the circle jerk of shatter dive being finally killed. 
Um, you, you think Shatter Dive was like the mountaintop or something. It's like, really, how toxic is this? Uh, something that I barely encounter ever in PvP. But uh, while I think it's very positive just out of the bat, in general, the ability now built into the game for the developers to go in and individually tune every single ability mm-hmm. moving forward, especially in light of basically light classes 3.0 starting up with the witch queen and they're going to be doing that once per season you know that's a very big tool in their toolbox to have access to yeah there's my positive as for the changes themselves i think they swung too hard i think we mentioned more than once on this podcast at least me that when bungie offers a nerf <clears throat> or a fix, it goes either really hard in one direction or really weak in another, and then it takes freaking forever for them to get down into some kind of pseudo-happy medium. Yeah. With these changes... Think, yes? I, 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 like, I don't see it happening, but I do think that there should be like a, a test server that players have access to for stuff like this, and provide feedback before it goes into the live game. <laughs> Yeah, because you know what this feels like? For the next, like, two and a half months, we are their test server. Mm-hmm. We're pretty Fire much Witch doing, Queen. like, a beta test, and that's just really what it feels like. Except, you know, either you're a free-to-play player, which I don't know too many free-to-play players. We all put money into this in some level, especially yeah. with the 30th anniversary stuff, which means mm-hmm. we're now paying to be their beta testers. And I don't like that. There should be a testing server for the public to join in on and give your feedback not just Bungie's internal testing and then we put it out in the wild and then for the next freaking year granularly changing everything because now we're entering into what is essentially a year plus of they're going to be doing massive changes to subclasses which means everything is going to be touched again and again and again to deal with these new subclass changes coming in each season moving forward, starting with Witch Queen. Mm-hmm. And then God help us, if, if, if we actually get a new Darkness subclass with Lightfall, which I remember Joe Blackburn mentioning in an interview that, yeah, they are working on a new energy type. It's, you know, they're working on it. So that's the kind of the hey, hey, you know, we were hinting on a darkness subclass with Witch Queen, but we've decided to change all the light subclasses so that fits how stasis works fine. You know, mm-hmm. which was the right call, but disappointing for me. Yeah. We're now gonna have to keep testing and changing. We're gonna be constantly in this state of nonstop changes. We're not gonna have a moment where we can actually kind of settle in on what's available and actually fucking play the game. Without constantly having to go, oh, is this week week they're going to change this perk on this gun? So now my build has to alter completely again that I may not be able to get functioning once again. Oh, this now mm-hmm. change caused a bug, which caused this to crash. And we're just going to keep going back and forth. And this is the pattern has been here since year one, day one of Destiny 1. And it's now going to, I feel, accelerate <laughs> with what's going to happen. These changes to the sandbox should not have happened now. 
This should have been with the Witch Queen going live. This is massive shit. This shouldn't be, we need it now, unless they absolutely had to get it into the code prior to the changes of Witch Queen because it takes off some of the workload for them, then so be mm -hmm. it. I don't like the idea that I'm now going to be paying them to play their beta test for the next year. Yeah, I would just like to see them add a test server, and preferably if it's possible, because I don't really know what the logistics are behind it, but a lot of stuff I've seen, and I guess I can use Siege as a reference, like they have a test server before seasons and stuff go live with their weapon changes and gadget changes, but it's PC only. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how complicated that would be to get it put onto console, but I would like to see a test server added and giving preferably everybody a chance to actually be part of the test server and not just PC players, but it, it maybe have something that rotates. Maybe it becomes like a new node on strike playlist that, Hey, for these PVE changes, go play this strike playlist. You know, mm -hmm. on this new node that's going to have these changes active, you can only play X character and have these preset loadouts. Okay. Or whatever. At least this, you can only play this type of class mm -hmm. with this power sets. But, you know, hey, give us your feedback as to how this feels. Take all your normal guns and stuff and give it a shot. It's probably extremely complicated, and I don't want to imagine how much effort and time it would put into it. But yeah, yeah no, it's, we, we, it's need, we need we need we definitely need something. I would even be fine if they only did it on the PC side of things, and I mean mm -hmm. that uh, just because these things need to be tested more by a hell of a lot more people instead of putting yeah. it out into the live game. It's like people that can actually break the game and make some insane exactly. builds. Exactly. I I. I I know we've had previous patches where it's like, you know, we got to wait and see. We got to try and we read them. They might be worse on paper than they are in practice. But I look through these things and I'm like, I had three reactions to it. Okay, that's an all right change. Some of them are like, why? Mm -hmm. And then one change was like, the fuck did you do? You actually just destroyed the entire concept of the class. Mm hmm. Would you like to guess what that one was? Shatter deck? As much grief as I give, you know, like for Revenant Hunters, because that's all I've ever heard people complaining about in my social feeds and stuff like that, especially when they're PvP focused. Like, how toxic this fucking community can get sometimes is... When these changes went live, and there's people that I genuinely like and appreciate their points of view, even though I may not agree with them, when all they're posting is just laughing. Mm -hmm. Grow up. It's a change to a game. Stop taking it so seriously that, you know, this is so detrimental to you. It tilts you so much, an ability. And it's something that, in my experience, I don't encounter that much. So when I keep hearing about how toxic and awful this is, I'm only hearing it from content creators and their little communities that follow them because mm -hmm. it turns into groupthink. Social media magnifies how bad things are. But when I saw that change to the Hunter Dodge, specifically the removal of breaking tracking projectiles, 
I'm sitting there going, does Bungie not understand what dodge actually is? That's the point. You make a very quick, sudden movement to evade damage and danger. Mm. Well, now it's like, oh, hey, guess what? I dodged to get out of the tracking from that, you know, Jotun. Nope. Rocket launcher. Nope. Nova bomb projectile. Nope. And I'm just assuming this is a PVP only change. If this is a global change, they've effectively destroyed the character class because now shrieker projectiles are going to hit you. Tracking rockets from the cabal are going to hit you. There's so many things that track you. Mm -hmm. You've, made the class pointless. I am keeping my fingers crossed this is only on a PvP level. Yeah. Which I think sucks. But hey, you know, shatter dive, right? I don't also like not having one-shot <clears throat> kills in PvP. I, I understand the abilities and how you can regenerate energy can make them more prevalent and oppressive. Sure. But now they can change all their cooldown times. And they did. And they changed all this stuff. Shoulder charges should kill you in one shot because it's putting you in danger when you kill the one target and their buddies are still there. And now mm. you've been put in range of closer weapons that could kill you quick. It kind of just feels like it's going back to like how Destiny 2 started. Yeah. It's and that was, and that was boring. We all know that was boring. You know what, <laughs> the, the one that really confused the hell out of me, actually, was handheld Supernova. Really, this one confused the hell out of me that they're getting rid of it as a one-shot because you're literally charging your grenade ability. So if they've altered how long grenades cool down, you're not going to get access to this as quickly. But the one thing with handheld Supernova is, depending on how close you are to the person you're casting it at, because it had a short range, the person that cast it took damage. Mm -hmm. And if they were really in your face, it could kill you too. Yeah. Why did they take that away? That was the ultimate risk reward. If you want to like not have them using it so much, don't allow nothing manacles, which gives you two grenade charges to be converted into handheld supernovas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they turned it in. It gives it a longer range. It doesn't one shot, and now you can push things away. That absolutely does not feel like the void energy charging up to kill in one shot. Now it's like, oh, I push you away with my hand. Hi. Oh, you're still there, and you kill me. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. That might be in practice. It's negligible, but I read it, and I'm like, I, I don't understand this stuff. I don't mm -hmm. get this stuff. I, yeah, I am... the shoulder charge one for me was definitely a little bit strange. Just because, like, it started out as a not one-shot kill, and then they changed it, and it's, I mean, aside from handheld supernova, like, you have to be fairly close for that to be a one-shot currently, just because it's, does like, it spreads out quite a bit when you throw it. But the shoulder charge specifically, you have to be right in somebody's face for it to work. Yeah. And you're you're putting yourself like directly in 
like you said, you're in danger. It's just, <laughs> there's no other way about it. Yeah. But it is what it is because these changes are happening. If they really want to, uh, like, an all gun game fucking mode, they pretty much just made it. <laughs> no, actually, what they've ended up doing is if people really want to play something that's just all gunplay, they, they may have, like, affected people that like the ability play to the point where they're not going to go into the PvP side of things too much anymore. Mm-hmm. And to be very honest with you, if you just want pure gunplay, I'm going to flat out say, go play Halo Infinite. I was watching people stream Halo Infinite, the PvP mode that's out right now, uh, that went live for their 20th anniversary of the Halo franchise. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get over how refreshing it was to see pure PvP almost solely based on your skill as a player with mm-hmm. balanced weapons across the board. Everybody was on equal footage. Damn. You ain't ever going to get that with this game. Try as much as you want. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. Unless they build a mode like suppression where everybody's super abilities and class abilities are suppressed. You cannot use them. You have one charge of your melee, one charge of your grenade, one charge of your class ability. And when you use those in the match, they're gone. Mm-hmm. But you have no super you can use. Then you have a gunfight mode nonstop. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants gunplay in this game. They got it in Destiny 2 year one and hated it. Yeah. Now we're getting this kind of hybrid of it after years of doing this. And I got to be honest with you guys. When I saw these changes, this kind of felt like one of those last straws for me. And not that the changes themselves were so bad that I have reached my limit. It's just accumulation over seven years of playing this franchise that Mm -hmm. I've reaching a point where I don't know if I want to continue or give them money any further. Sure. I mentioned on our Discord privately that I have considered dropping this game because of these this TWAB and just mm-hmm. accumulation leading up to it. And I said I talked to Mrs. Outrider about it, and I did. And we've had a couple of actual conversations about it, and it turns out that the sticking point for me for not quitting this game is not losing the experience of playing this game, but losing my friends in the community that I've attached myself to. Mm-hmm. That is the only FOMO I am actually having at this point for Destiny. Sure. And that sucks. So I haven't made up my mind about it yet. I have not canceled anything yet. Mm -hmm. But if anything changes between now and December 7th, what most likely will go down is I refund the entire full shebang. And then I individually purchase the 30th anniversary stuff just so I can try it out because I still want to play with you guys. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give that up and then make a decision on do I wait? to see how Void 3.0 goes and then join later or and, and, and basically do what I did with Shadowkeep, that year of Shadowkeep, is I bought the seasons individually. Mm-hmm. But then then I'm out 
I don't get the dungeons. You know? So it's, it's this, me deciding to give up this game, which basically means I lose my friends and my community and any kind of uh, interactions I have because I live in an area where people are fucking assholes and they've not been taking precautions and I don't feel like exposing my three-year-old who can't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I haven't re- really seen anybody in almost two years at this point. Yeah. And a lot of people are going through that. Yeah. So I, it's not just giving up the game for me. It's giving up my social sphere. Yeah, I get so that. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll sure. make my decision. But since we're going into this, I, I did find one line actually rather... I mean, I wrote all this shit. And I'm actually giving you a very less acidic, <laughs> less acerbic, toxic version of what I'm looking at on my screen that I wrote out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. Can I pull anything out of here without absolutely like sounding so horrifying? It's not funny. Yeah, the, the, the one thing at the beginning, Kevin Yan is right. I hope the 30th anniversary shakes up the sandbox in new ways to get you excited for even more changes coming in the Witch Queen. And I wrote, in fact, it actually was the opposite. Because I'm now starting to seriously consider is this game just going to eventually be tuned into mediocrity? Mm-hmm. I already feel like the my chosen subclass is fairly mediocre to begin with, especially sure. on the PVE side of things. And I've actually had some debates with people online about this. And I, I'm like, no, we, we get outperformed in damage and other abilities by Titans and Warlocks. We're kind of supposed to be like the scouting support class, and we kind of need some direct damage stuff here and there outside of Golden Gun. Mm-hmm. Celestial Nighthawk. I, I I love Truds, who is a content creator, and I use his builds. In fact, since I'm mentioning Truds specifically, I'll link his YouTube channel in the comments too. Check it out. I do use his builds, but he's like, "Oh, he's falling star, you know, the the Star Eater scale pants." I'm like, "Dude, mm-hmm. those suck." I have used them. Terrible. Consuming eight stacks of eight orbs to build up your stacks to do one little bit of burst damage that still is outperformed by a Nova Bomb or a Thunder Crash. Mm-hmm. When I did Master Vog, the majority of the stuff I completed on Master Vog, I did on a Warlock for those challenges. Sure. Because my Hunter couldn't do it. Sure. The one time, the big time that my hunter was involved was during the Atheon one. And that's where I was on stasis because I was the one priming um, the uh, stasis um, seasonal art uh, mod. Focusing lens? Focusing lens, yeah. I was the focusing lens charge. That mm-hmm. that was it. That That was my big role. Sure. You know, and between... I know it's like, oh, play a different class. I don't like Warlocks in Destiny 2. Titans just feel like I'm throwing a brick through a window constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's fun <clears throat> once in a while. I mean, I, 
I've had a blast playing Mayhem with Titans and Mayhem with Warlocks can also be fun too. But mm-hmm. you know, Titans are basically crash through everything and you know soak up oodles of damage and draw every bit of aggro from every corner of the planet in your direction. And let's see how far I can survive. It's like, okay, that's cool. It's fun when it is, but I, I like scouting. I like sap being a sapper, which means setting up, you know, traps and explosives and all this stuff mm-hmm. to route enemies. And this is part of a power fantasy that the more and more they tune this game, the less and less I'm able to do it. And they don't compensate elsewhere. Yeah, a lot of people have their main classes for a reason, and like just saying, play another class is not that doesn't do anything for anybody but the person saying to play another class. Yeah, I, you, I have, you have your surprised. preferences, and like that's that's something that you should have the freedom to do. And it's a bummer that there's aspects of things that are getting changed yeah. that have potential to like destroy the class for players. I'm I'm their hoping the are there for a reason. The, the the dodge thing is only PvP. Same. I am hoping that dodge change is only PvP. It's not a global change. If it's a global change, I don't know. At this point, but I was—I'll be very honest. I was legitimately shocked in Master Vog level content, Master mm-hmm. Raid content, which is hard content and i was eternally blessed with some of the best players to help me go through everything and finally get fate breaker i owe them dearly and i will help them at any opportunity i can mm-hmm. for that for the chance for what they did for me but i was shocked how i could play a class i am not as familiar or comfortable with and achieve higher results than my class that I've been playing for four years. Mm-hmm. That's that sucks. Yeah, and these changes aren't changing my opinion of that. In fact, I kind of feel bad for some of the changes going into effect for the other classes, and I just don't know if I want to keep paying to be in a beta test to see if this all shakes out. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll reach a decision, uh, obviously, when we get back into our fake-ass studio, which is just us on a uh, Discord call. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, we, gotta, we have a schedule. Our next episode will debut on December 15th. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday and stuff, we're taking some time off. I kind of need it, too. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll give me some different perspective, but we will do something in regards to the 30th anniversary. Uh, talk about since we'll actually get our hands on some of those changes, I will actually jump in whether I am paying for the 30th anniversary or not and try out those changes on my current classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do own Beyond Light and I do have, a, you know, a Forsaken, so I have all the middle tree stuff. They're not being removed. I'm not on Game Pass. I can at least give you some insight on that. And then, after that episode, we will be off until January 12th. We're taking a little bit of a holiday break. Again, Mm -hmm. I need it. 
And it'd be good. I mean, there's going to be other stuff that we're going to be playing too. Mm-hmm. And we have family and stuff we want to see. Uh, from the 12th till February 22nd, episodes will be sporadic until more Witch Queen information begins to happen. But moving past that, we're going to start having to cover just more than one game. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think you all have other things you'd probably like to talk about too. And frankly, Elden Ring's just looking more and more appealing to me at this moment. And that comes out sure. three days after Witch Queen. And, uh, I'm probably going to focus more on that. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if I don't refund my purchase, I'm going to focus more on that. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, any thoughts, final thoughts, because this went really, really long and I hope Craig got it all. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a wait till hands on. And at this point I'm, my my last real want for the season is to get my conqueror title gilded yep and then see what the 30th anniversary has to do what it brings into the game and see if the dungeon is fun and worth playing if the new six man activity is going to be fun and worth playing um other than that i've got a few other games that i'm ready to get a little time in so we'll see what happens yeah, I'm not even considering uh, playing um, um, anything else, you know, like game-wise in Destiny. Like, the the dawning, just, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to bake cookies this year. Mm. Uh, even the Age of Triumph, I don't even know what they're doing for that, and it doesn't really, eh. You know, I'll try the 30th anniversary stuff if I still pay for it. I can still play the six-man activity if I don't. I'll give my thoughts on it, and we just kind of go from there. But yeah, as you said, there's enough stuff that's out there that I kind of would like to try to play. Mm -hmm. New stuff that I don't have that, you know, and potential gifts that I might get from, like, family. And, you know, Mrs. Outrider has been buying stuff. I know it. I know mm. it because there's packages showing up that I'm not allowed to look at. And, <laughs> um, you know, I go from there and we'll see what flies. But Elden Ring, definitely. February 25th. I You'd probably be hearing me talk way more about that game than anything else. For yep, I'm, o- I'm okay with I'm okay with branching out and Maybe touching on some Destiny stuff, but being able to talk a little bit more about stuff that we're doing, yeah, and what else we're enjoying, and yeah. Uh, what about you, Bacon? Any thoughts? Final thoughts? Or are you just? I mean, I'll be honest. I was, I was, I was really gonna be like, I, I don't want to do this episode right now. I didn't want to talk about Destiny at all right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been gone like quiet and like shit like that because I'm like I'm just a little bit like bored with Destiny. Yeah. Ever since like Halo just came out of nowhere and like I mean right now I'm playing Halo. I'm playing PvP and it's like it feels amazing. And you, you do me a favor when uh, we meet back up again to do this uh after the seventh, tell me all about your Halo experience. Oh dude, dude, it's just Please. it's too good. It's too, it's too smooth. It's too smooth. Please. That's that's all I can say. It's really that's really all I can say because it really is just a smooth 
fucking playing game. <laughs> because, because excited bacon talking about games is fun. I like hearing it. You know, that, that that's always a good thing. Quiet bacon sitting there. I'm sitting there going, he's not liking this. There, there's stuff that he's just not digging on and his mind is elsewhere. And there it is. It's halo. So, yeah. It's like, I think, like I was about yeah. to send you guys a message. I'm like, I can't do it. It's like, I can't do it. Cause I don't want to be fake. I hate being fake and then just say like whatever. No, never so, be fake. So I'm sometimes, like, uh I'm so I was like, no, I like I have to. I have to be with you guys. And, you know, we like this is like the really the only time we can like really truly hang out and like mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. So I'm but like, then, you know what, let's just go. About being fake. Don't worry about being fake. Just be yourself. And if you're not liking something, say it because to be honest with you, negative criticism is criticism. And it's equally as valid, you know, depending on how you deliver it and stuff. You're threatening yeah. people. It's not going to happen. I'm just disappointed. And I think it could also just be franchise fatigue because I've been doing, you've been doing this. Venge has been doing this. We've been doing this for seven years going on eight. Mm-hmm. I, I well, think I, it's, it's natural. At uh, some point early on in the podcast today, I pulled up all of our time wasted on Destiny, and between the lot. three of us, and Destiny Two is over eight thousand hours between the three of us. Yeah, so I got twenty five hundred myself. I know that you and I have twenty five. Bacon's got thirty one. So yeah, like the the f- fatigue is very fair, and there's plenty of plenty of reasons to want to step back and want to do something yeah. else. And I, think and I have no problem way. being completely honest with anything. I'm not, I'm definitely not holding back or saying things just to like show for Bungie. The stuff I'm yeah. excited about, I'm excited about. And there's going to be stuff that is yeah. disappointing and not as good, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And that's, that's what we, I hope that's refreshing enough that that's what we bring to the table. That sometimes it's just, we, we get really excited about stuff. And we're we generally are excited about it, but then there's mm-hmm. stuff that yeah. I, I one day I'm going to drive out to Seattle and I'm going to find that monkey's paw and I'm going to throw it <laughs> in a fucking volcano and get rid of it. <laughs> it's going to be like me going on the quest to destroy the One Ring, and I, I'm going to do it. And I'm, I, that's the only way I can like save my sanity some days. <laughs> Sure, I swear sure. some of these changes feel that way, but I will link in the description uh, this twab so you can read it yourself. I'll also link in the description Trud's uh, lovely YouTube page. Go check it out if you haven't already. I, I do like his builds, and he is actually a very nice guy, and he will always chat with people about uh, Destiny builds and build crafting. Mm-hmm. It's his thing. He really loves it. Um, in the meantime... We're taking a break for Thanksgiving. There is no Dark Zone. We will be back on the 15th with episode 52 of the Hidden Guardians podcast. Happy holidays, everybody. Catch you then. Bye-bye.